Hello, everybody. I'm Fran Curry, and welcome to another edition of Eavesdrop. We're so glad you're with us today with an extraordinary guest, a person I consider one of my heroes. But first, let me tell you that uh, we are part of Big Brains Media. You can find us at bigbrainsmedia.com, at stitcher.com, and also you can subscribe to us at iTunes so you never miss an edition of Eavesdrop. And we are very glad that you are with us today, and I am so thrilled to welcome Dr. Henry Panyon III, uh, an extraordinary musician, extraordinary human being, and someone who has long been a hero of mine. I thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for having me, friend. So um, we'll start, we'll talk about your new project in just a minute. And uh, it's one of the things that really interests me about you is why you stayed in Birmingham. But first, I always have to ask people that have uh, Roman numerals after their name. <laughs> Tell me about Henry Panyon 1 and 2 and how you ended up 3. Well, my father, of course, mm-hmm. named me uh, Henry Panyon, Panyon III, became my mother. Uh, I never knew my grandfather on my father's side, uh, but uh, I know of him. <laughs> and uh, just very determined individual. And I think it, it takes a certain mindset to be willing to name your child after yourself. Um, I have a son who's my oldest boy is Henry Panyon the fourth, actually. Wow. And so uh, we'll see what he does. Uh, my father was basically uh, an individual who was kind of a free spirit. Um, uh, he played uh, professional Negro League baseball. Um, he married my mother when uh, they were he was. He, she was 20 years his younger. Wow. Um, and, um, but I think, very strong individual. Um, and I think that seems to be the line of my paternal side of right. the family. Just, right. You know, here you are, just do it, let's get it done. Uh, his his aunt, my aunt, his sister, same way. I just just think about that whole line, and I think I'm kind of that way. My wife has a word for it; she calls it controlling, but <laughs> <laughs> determined is my. <laughs> well, you've had to be determined because you have done some amazing things in the music business. Um, what to you has been your greatest accomplishment so far? I don't know. I mean, I think that I'm still on this journey, and. I've been fortunate enough and never dreamed that really I would have the kind of experiences that I had. I got into music because I just had a love for music. Started out uh, in kindergarten basically because someone told me I was going to do it and fell in love with it. Um, of course, many people that do know me associate uh, associate me with Stevie and I've been conducting and arranging for Stevie Wonder for 20 years now it's amazing so it'd be kind of hard to say anything and not bring up the name of Stevie Wonder but there have been many other great opportunities I've had that I wanted to pinch myself after those things um, from working with the Lionel Hampton Orchestra conducting some of the major symphonies across the globe that alone has been just really really uh, a joyous experience having these orchestras play some of my music, you know, uh, and being a college professor. So I, I just been so fortunate to kind of have had all these experiences from a you know young age, and I count them all kind of, I don't know, 
Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting is a word that comes up a lot for the chronically right brain person. <laughs> I understand that, definitely. I bet you do. Uh, I wanted to ask you, though, you've been all over the world and you've performed so many places. Why have you stayed here in Birmingham? Um, because I could, for one thing. Um, I never sought to do any of these things outside mm-hmm. of teaching. Um, some of my greatest heroes, you mentioned the word heroes, but some of my greatest heroes were educators. Um, uh, my family, uh, educators, but my heroes personally were musicians who were teaching music. And so I wanted to be a college professor. And when I was in graduate school, I uh, was recruited to come uh, to UAB, um, having not finished a doctorate yet, was writing a dissertation thinking I'd be here just maybe a year or two mm. and um, and and came here and UAB is a wonderful place yes. uh, particularly the mindset that was there uh, mm. I was recruited by Scotty McCallum who was oh, president wow. at the time and he's one of my heroes for sure uh, but Scotty was just has this mindset of here you are and there it's where you want to be. Let's yes. see what I can do to kind of help you get that. Exactly. And so so from the very first computer that I had for a little mini lab at UAB, mm-hmm. Scotty knew what I was interested in and basically gave me the support. So throughout the years, everything from that uh, to building our music program and building the Alice Stevens Center mm-hmm. and just all these things. So it's been great to be able to go out into the world but come back here, and I think that's sort of been one of the, the uh, one of my missions, as it were, to try to not only elevate the world that we live in musically here, but to try to bring the world to Birmingham um, from the educational standpoint, even to the things that we do, you know, in the community with our own own productions. So. So I guess I've stayed here because I could. And, um, you know, just don't just pick up a phone and, and call the likes of a Stevie Wonder and say, hey, you know, hey, <laughs> exactly. uh, I'm good, Stevie. I, I, will, you, will you please let me, you know, <laughs> work for you? No, that people find you. And so uh, that's kind of how my whole career has been. Wow. That's extraordinary. Um We should tell people that we are in Birmingham, Alabama. You do need to know that. Um, If you're listening (laughs) elsewhere in the world, and we do have people in other parts of the world who are catching on to big brains and to eavesdrop, um, and it is an extraordinary place. And as my career as a news anchor went on and uh, upward, I think, the opportunity to leave was there. But I hear what you're saying. The opportunity to stay is so much greater and then having gone to grad school at UAB, mm-hmm. I will graduate <laughs> with a master's in something eventually. <laughs> and as a former Miss UAB, I have great love for UAB. Mm-hmm. What do you think maybe the people in Alabama don't know about the greatness of UAB? Well, I think that there's a scripture that refers to, depending on the translation that you read, the prophet has no honor in his own home. Um, mm. And I think that it's easy to want to be get away we all want to leave and and go other places but one of the things that's been really really great about uab is this entrepreneurial spirit that we can and and um and i've been foolish enough really to kind of adopt that it's part of my 
my own MO anyway, but but been foolish enough to adopt that and have, have never taken what we didn't have or don't have as an excuse for not doing. Amen. And with that, just to see how even the music program at UAB, uh, the music degree, has just flourished uh, and grown. And, and I could be anywhere, and many times when you're at a place, it looks great from the outside looking in. When I was in graduate school thinking that I wanted to be at a Big Ten school where I studied or, or at an Ivy League school um, and had my sights on doing that. Um, but over the years, I'll never forget, I was getting ready to go to the University of Hawaii for a visiting professorship mm-hmm. and was being recruited by Northwestern to come to be a dean. Wow. And, and then when I was younger, I just thought that, man, if I saw a dean walking across campus, he was like God. You know, he, yes. <laughs> that was the dean, you know, just the title of that. But then when I became an administrator and was chair of the Department of Music, I realized that, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is not the road for me. So I, remember, I never forget this president from Northwestern telling me, he said, Henry, we have never lost a candidate due to money. What is it going to take? To recruit you, and by this time, uh, it just didn't seem that attractive to me at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, and UAB had been very, very, and is uh, very, very good to my career, uh, and had encouraged and nourished me as a junior faculty to have the opportunities uh, to go out in the world and do the things that I did, and been. And then to incorporate a lot of that into our program. So what I'm trying to say is that I could have been anywhere in the world that may have had an established program, may have been doing it the way they had been doing it for many, many years, decades, even, uh, maybe in some cases centuries. But this entrepreneurial spirit at UAB allowed me to kind of grow the program that we now have and build it and shape it and um, with out having to look at some of the things that had been establishments throughout the world. And I think that's the beauty of UAB. Oh, that's very cool. But it's also really cool about you talk things you talk about that you do, that UAB allows you to do in addition to the job title. And one thing that you've done is that you've started a record label mm-hmm. that is here, here in Birmingham, y'all. <laughs> and you just have a new release and a, a wonderful talent. Tell us about uh, Danita and that whole process of getting her album done. Well, the label uh, was started because we wanted to have an opportunity to identify talent in this region that was deserving of national exposure. That was the first thing. And many times, and it doesn't have to be here in Alabama, it could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. We look at Hawaii, for example, as paradise but the many years i spent there on and off they look at it many people look at hawaii as being stuck on a rock wow it's all about perspective isn't it yeah but having an opportunity to identify talent that may not be willing or uh, to go to new york wait on the table to get their chance go to la to wait on the table to get their chance you know the story and and because we did and do have a lot of access to the industry, we felt that if we could identify 
some of this talent, nurture them. So in addition to having the record label, we have our own studios. We have a large group of producers that we work with, and we're always doing a lot of different projects. And I'm always doing projects for other artists that are national. So when we start the record label, uh, even in this world of downloading and, and, and illegally downloading too, but we really felt that we wanted to have an opportunity to get this music out into the world. So we have a distributorship uh, through uh, Warner, uh, Warner Music Group, one of the three remaining distributors of, of music throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes a team of people connected with Warner and, and the likes of all the buyers and the retailers and to really get a, a record out in a major way. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this is the first uh, record that we will be distributing throughout the world. And we're really excited about it because our talent is just through the, through the roof. It's a urban contemporary inspirational project. And so that is what... Um, we're doing her name is Danita Gibbs, and the record is called "Without You." It's the single. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, the single on it, and uh, this is the second single, and the record is coming out uh, next week. So, in identifying her, we worked very hard on this record. And for me, I wasn't really just interested in just putting out a record out there for the sake of putting a record out mm-hmm. there. I come from an era when. We just really loved listening to great records that were produced well. We'd mm-hmm. sit down and put our LP or an album on, on, <laughs> oh. the, on the phonograph, even our A-track. And we're just, aging ourselves, I know we, it, I know it. And just play it and play it. You'd open yes. the album cover. And oh, when yeah. you would put on the first record, or the, or the, the first tune on a record, you wanted that record to take you on a journey. And mm-hmm. the likes of... Earth, Wind, and Fire, who are my heroes, and of course, Stevie Wonder. And so that was our goal. So we took over a year to produce this record, even the songs, the sequences. And one of the reasons Warner has gotten behind it and all the uh, distributors and manufacturers who work at the Tasis distribution is because they heard this record and just could not believe the quality of this record. You did it where? (laughs) You didn't go to London, New York? No, we did it right here in Birmingham. That is something else. That is tremendous. What do you um, hope people will take from this album? And also, not just the album and the music, your journey to get this done. Well, I hope that people will be inspired by a very, very positive message. You know, we live in a world when it's almost acceptable to say anything and do anything, Mm -hmm. and that's just not where we are. It is a contemporary Christian project, but there's a message of hope and encouragement uh, on this record that is presented in such a way that no one has to feel um, intimidated by it. It's right. being received uh, on a number of um, stations that are cross-platform. It's, it was so interesting last week that Ricky Smiley started playing the single on the Ricky Smiley show. And all of a sudden, one day I get this phone call. He's just dropping the needle on the whole record. It's just great. Because it's a message of hope. And mm-hmm. I think that... Um, that's what we're excited about, the record per se. And the other thing about what we are doing is that I think that um, talent is given 
but nurturing is, is necessary. And one of the things that we are really doing, even at Audio State, is trying to find an opportunity to identify young talent, give them an opportunity to understand not just about being in front of the mic and wearing the chains and all that involves, but recognizing that there's a, there are careers that may be more sustainable right. uh, behind the scene than on the front of the scene. So our goal is to expose young people, uh, and we started doing these pre-college music technology academies all over the, the globe, really. We built one in Cairo, Egypt, uh, Hawaii and a a number of other places around the world so that when young people get ready to go to college they will really understand what is necessary and to be prepared for that they understand maybe law and medicine and all of these things they may even think they understand music but what about music technology what about some of these technological fields that are just as much scientifically science science based and and math based so our goal is to try to get them that experience early on so we do all these academies and camps uh uh, in audio state we had about 100 and about 110 kids this summer just in camps all summer doing that so so to answer your question i want people to believe that there is still hope for uh, being an artist uh, we had gotten away from that even uh, for a period, Very and true. and it's really ha- I'm happy to see a lot of people going back to just loving the idea of being an artist. Exactly, exactly. You know, so that's kind of where I am. And I think that's very true. I had that conversation the other day with a friend of mine. I said, these are people who can sing yeah. now. If it, You can say whatever you want to say about Pink, but Pink can sing. Oh, very much so. Adele can sing. Exactly. And if you start to look at these kids who came up in the 90s when, like, the Dave Matthews Band was mm-hmm. so popular, and these kids are singing music with messages. Exactly. And it's extraordinary. And so... I think maybe for such a time as this is a phrase that has come up many times mm-hmm. in, in, in the career path that, ha, that, that I've gone on, which is so bizarre and interesting, that I'm at an itty-bitty TV station now in Oxford, Alabama, um, back where I did my initial run as a reporter. Mm-hmm. But to start to see some different age groups and talents come together for what I think will be a bigger thing and a, a great anointing of talents – why do you think God prepped you for this journey? And why do you think you've made it this far? Um, you know, I've been thinking about this a whole lot lately, mm-hmm. um, particularly as it pertains to stepping out, uh, as we say, uh, in places where fools have better sense. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, they dare not tread. But I don't know. I've just been, I don't know. I've been very fortunate. It's one thing, if God... I believe, gives you success in an area. And I've said this many times. Well, when I was approaching something, that may have seemed seemed like the largest mountain to overcome. But once you're overcome and you look back at it, you go, you don't even need to to put your faith on that anymore because Mm -hmm. you can look back and see that, well, God brought me over that. And I think that it allows you to go to another height. Uh, to exercise your faith. And so for me, it's because of the blessings, it's because of the faith, it's because of the favor of God Yes, that I feel compelled to do some of these things because I do know that if it wasn't f- for just a few people in my life, uh, 
I wouldn't be where I am today. So therefore, of all the people that you will study with or be around, chances are it's only one, two, or three that will have a lasting impact on you. That impact in your life could be positive or negative. That's right. So I believe that as many times as we can impact the lives of an individual, um, and if my talent, my approach is through arts and the music, then that's the ministry that God has given me. So I look at it that way. And I can go on and, and give so many, many testimonies you know, about my belief in that and, and how I've seen I've seen how it touched people's lives. So if a song that I have written um, and arranged has had an impact on someone's life, then I'm really, really excited about that. I'll never forget when I had a chance to do the the music for the song that Kirk Franklin did for the Haiti earthquake mm-hmm. um, that was by UNESCO. They supported that along with Sony. And when I was asked to do the music for that, and all these artists came together, I recognized it. Man, they were using this music to maybe raise money to affect change. So if all I've got to do is just write a little music, mm-hmm. and that music can be used to give someone hope, first of all, but yet it could be used to raise money for something as tragic as that situation exactly. in, in Haiti, I have no choice. Right. <laughs> we don't get to opt out. You don't get to opt of out. Of things like this. So that's kind of been my... My look at it, and I, I uh, at my own life, and thinking that um, you want to leave a legacy, not for legacy's sake, but you want to leave something, uh, you want to leave a mark that can affect change. And for those of us who've tried to stay at home, we eventually see that you just can't stay at the house. Exactly. That you got, you got to do that gift that God gave you. Um, so tell me about the future. After Denise's project is out, what's next? Well, we have six acts on the label, um, Audio State 55. You can check us out at audiostate55.com. Uh, we will start in our next projects. I'm so all over the place. You know, I've, I've got tunes I'm writing, and we've been involved so much with uh, uh, the commemorative uh, activities here in Birmingham mm-hmm. for the 50th anniversary of the Civil Rights Movement. Been involved in that all year long. Um, but between UAB and our company and our family, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just waking up one day, putting one, one foot in front of the other one and yeah. seeing where uh, it takes me. <laughs> well, we will definitely be following you for the entire journey. Thank you. And calling on you for your expertise throughout that entire time. Thank you, friend. Henry Panyon third. Sorry. <laughs> I had a friend who's a doctor that I talked to on the phone this morning, and I said, Mr., he said, that's a doctor to you. <laughs> So, Dr. Pigeon the third. thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. And uh, we appreciate you for listening to Eavesdrop. Again, you can subscribe at iTunes so that we'll download to your device every week. You can also find us at bigbrainsmedia.com where you can find our football shows as well as we here in the South get ready to head for, uh, I guess, everybody, but especially here in the South, head for college football season. So, check us out there and at stitcher.com. As we leave you today, we want to leave you with some of Danita Gibbs' new release, which is called Without You. It'll be available in stores everywhere Tuesday, August 13th. God bless.
Wait. 